Okay, welcome to the Bearded and Broke podcast. Uh, today we're talking about the return of the Premier League, Dan and I. Um, I think we can all agree, police officers shouldn't be killing black people. Support Black Lives Matter any way you can. If you can protest, if you can sign petitions um, or donate to causes in any way, shape or form, please consider supporting those um, protests, those causes, signing petitions in any way you can. Right, let's get into it. Right. Um, okay. It. Right. So, um, this pod is about a very sensitive subject, I think. Um, a, a subject that both of us have um, a lot of, well, not a lot of patience and a lot of passion, I think, um, is the best wording for it. Um, and is, it is the return of football um, throughout the world pandemic of COVID-19. So, James, yes. let me know your thoughts. What what What's changed your mind? What's going on? So, <laughs> that was a very professional in- intro. Well done, Dan. Well, I try my best. I'm good on the spot sometimes. Other t- well, most of the time actually goes yeah. to, to shit. Yeah. It's, only, yeah. it's only the rarity that's all right. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I'm really worried about the return of the Premier League in the UK. So when you okay. compare the... Re- because the UK is starting to open up back now. As we're yep. recording this, um, we've just been told, we heard the other day that you can now meet groups of six in a park, but you have to socially distance. Now, I've yep. been going out every day and I've seen people not socially distancing. Add on, add on to that the fact that we still haven't tested properly. We still haven't tested yep. every single case and we still are finding people who were asymptomatic, who didn't show symptoms who are still testing positive and are still able to continue to spread COVID. And if you compare the UK right now compared to Germany, Germany hammered on the testing. They've, they've found, I don't know if they've you know, tracked every single case, but they've got it down significantly. And I'm pretty sure their cases are coming down each week. I might be wrong. But the point is that they, they, they tested effectively and they've, got they've gotten through that first wave and now they're at a point where they can start to open up because they know where all the positive tests are the uk is not in that position we still you know we still are having a lot of cases each week i don't know it is coming down but i don't think it's coming down that significantly so i'm worried that by us starting to open up right now that you know, the, it will still continue to spread and this is only going to get much, much worse. We will, I'm worried that we'll have a second spike for sure. I think it's a very good explanation that you have, actually. Um, I think I, I would definitely agree to people not socially distancing themselves from, um, you know other people when they're out and about especially over the last few days i don't know if you've heard and you know i'm not going to go into detail over the protests that have been happening mm. um uh, but you know i'm bricking it over the fact that there's thousands of people in Tra- trafalgar square they're not socially distancing 
um, there's, you know, however many thousands in Oxford Street as well protesting. And I get that this is a matter that, you know, needs to be addressed, but uh, I find it very difficult to understand. This is going adrift a little bit. Mm. I find it very difficult to why the um, people are protesting here whilst the situation with COVID-19 is so bad. Um, you know, it's not our government that's having this issue at the moment. And I, again, as I'm saying, I understand the issue. I do understand it. Not saying you're not allowed to protest and anything like that. But with the current issue that we've got, with not enough sufficient testing and people not socially distancing and everyone is just losing their shit. Half the people are saying it's a, it's a made up virus. Half the people are saying it's going to get worse. And it's just like a shit storm happening at the moment. I am getting very fed up of everything. And I'm thinking to myself, actually, the only thing that the, only, the major thing that I want back is the entertainment and the entertainment is being a football. And I know this is again, not really, a straight direct line um, because there's a lot of other things that I want before football but football is just one of those things that has the ability to come back if it's done properly like you like you very well mentioned it's a difficult one to say what's proper and what's not because I think a lot of other countries have proven that it's working for them in a very different strategy to us which is very worrying um, so I think what I'm trying to say is that I can't wait for football and I'm not really looking at the, you know, at the scientific ways that the government has been going about things. Mm. And that's why I want it back because I want entertainment and I want some kind of thing to look forward to and some excitement. Right. You want, you want distraction, basically. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to say it, that I want the entertainment, I want the distraction and stop worrying about life mm, i get that but at the same time it's just not how do i how do i put this it i completely get where you're coming from in the sense that you you know it's been so long without football and you want something to distract from just fucking being inside all the time and my argument to that is get a hobby right Okay. Like, like, oh, I, I told you about this earlier, but I thought, you know, why not? I was walking by my, my neighbour earlier, like yesterday, and they're yeah. just giving away a bunch of shit. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm holding a guitar. So I'm now going to start learning guitar badly. <laughs> and that's going to help distract me from just fucking being inside all the time and not, and just watching YouTube. Like I just so, YouTube rabbit hole. So, so what you were saying, I did a good intro. I think the intro should be you playing a bit of a tune now, not me <laughs> doing the intro. <laughs> I can barely I mean, smoke it, it, on the water, and that's the simplest tune you can do. That can be the outro then. <laughs> okay, we'll make that the outro. Sorry to anyone who's viewing it. Oh my the God. outro, the last ten seconds take your earphones out or mute the microphone you just skip speakers forward. even you know in the podcast app you can just skip forward 30 seconds you can just skip forward after that like just don't don't worry about that that's a good plan that's what i'll definitely do and i'll tell you what my index finger is really sore because today was the first day that i actually went and practiced so how long did you practice for today like two hours 
just trying to learn. Some, I, I've, I think I've got it down now, I think. That's not bad. Well, you, you'll play it for us, won't you, at the end? Yeah, I will play it for you, Dan. <laughs> coming, back, coming back to the Prem and all of yeah. that, um, my concern with relating to the spread of COVID and everything is yeah. they just the Premier League last week, I think it was, did another round of tests on their play on players from Bournemouth and Watford. And yep, there was a Bournemouth player who tested positive last week, so he yep. didn't know. Think about all the times he could spread the the virus. And there was another unnamed player from Watford or some other team. Yeah, I was going to say positive. Watford. So people are still testing positive and they're just allowing it to open up and them to go back to training. What? Yeah, I, I mean, I do understand where you're coming from. My question is, is how, how does the phasing of the testing work? How does the Premier League do the testing? Do you know? I think they just buy up a bunch of testing kits and then get people in individually to test. There doesn't, from what I can see, there isn't really a priority list of priorities in terms of okay, we're going to test management first and then players. It seems, it from what I've seen, it seems to be they're just going right. Who hasn't been tested? We'll get you in. Okay, we can't do you this time. It it doesn't. From what I've seen, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It seems to be quite random. Yeah. Uh, well, from I don't know if you've heard. So they've had four phases. All oh, right. Of testing. Um, in phase one, they had like four players test positive. In phase two, they had two players. And in phase three is the one that you're talking about. Was was is it, is it three or two people tested positive? Sure. Let's go with that. I don't know. Um, and then they did the fourth test of phasing Friday, just gone. So that would have been the 29th of May and they had zero positive tests. So, um, so with those zero positive tests, you would think that, yes, even though the rest of the Premier League are, you know, they've, they've all been tested. It's, it's almost like, it's very difficult to work because from one side, I see what you're saying. Like some people don't know if they're positive because they've been asymptomatic. Um, but from the other side, it makes you question if they've actually been isolating, you know, and it, you know, there's a bigger problem to this whole thing. If we lock down early enough and all that sort of, sort of stuff, oh, we, didn't. we didn't, we didn't. So we know that. And, you know, that's made the spread get a lot worse than it actually could have been. And the thing that's really pissing me off with all of this is the fact that we're seeing, we're seeing um, senior professors or scientists coming out and now saying that the government isn't following their advice on the lockdown. Like the government is still starting to open up, um, open things up after the scientists are advising them that no, we should still be locked down because people are not following lockdown. And what am I trying to say? And it's not coming down. Like, the, you know, they brought this scale out, right? Where you said the closer we are to one, then we're just going to tighten up the restrictions. I think, I don't think we still, I don't think that number is coming down. I'm pretty Five, sure. Five, I think it, it's flipped over. One is... 
back to normality. Five is um, no, 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 no. The, the, the closer it gets to zero uh, on on this scale, then yeah. the more we're able to open up the height. The closer it gets towards one, that's when that we can't contain the spread. And once the it goes above one, rate of infection, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Once the rate of that's what it is. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Right, okay. it I thought you were talking about the Nando Spice um, thing, one to five. <laughs> yeah, the one to five one. Yeah, exactly. Because the the scale looked like a Nando, looked like the Nando Spice scale, and everyone and those memes were circulating as well. But that's uh, probably where the government advisors took it from. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh dear. So what was I trying to say? So. Um, the government not following scientific yes, advice. Yes. So once it goes above one, once the rate of infection goes back above one, then yeah. we're not able to contain the spread, and more people will get it. And the, and they just go, and it's getting close to one, and the government's going, nah, we're going to keep opening up. <sighs> so annoying, man. Yeah. That's literally. Yeah, I think from from, from a. You know, from looking at the depth of detail into like you know rate of infection and all that, it's probably not the wisest of things to bring back people into um, those environments. But then, from a selfish point of view, where I just want to watch a bit of football. Um, yeah, you're like the true Geordie when he wanted to watch UFC. Like he he was complaining that because they were going to host it on a private island, weren't they? And then. Yeah. And and then Disney, which I think it's Disney, which partially owns UFC. So okay. yeah, Disney stepped in and said, "We can't be doing this." I, I guess they decided it wasn't good for their image or something. That's my guess. Yeah. So I guess they just they just decided that and then said, "Right, we're going to nuke this and kill it." But now we've seen the UFC back, and that's getting a ton of attention. And so other t other. Um, yeah, other people are seeing that and starting to think, oh, we can get, we can grab all of this attention by opening up now and maybe not necessarily thinking, well, is this actually safe? Is this actually a smart thing to be doing? Mm. Yeah, I think um, what they said that all live sport can go back um, from the 1st of June behind closed doors. So I don't know, it it makes you question if these people are all within, you know, one community, essentially where if it's behind closed doors, they're only coming in contact with one another. So, you know, say for example, in the premier league, there is, um, I don't know, 1500 people uh, that you would come in contact with in every single team and all that sort of thing. You, you get my point, don't you? Yeah. Those 1500 people w would be, the only ones coming in contact with one another mm -hmm. and that's assuming that they're actually socially distancing because we know the because we know footballers aren't who who is that guy oh hudson odoi who got arrested at some girl's house at four in the morning carl walker's been going to sex parties um, <laughs> who, else? who else who was the one that was arrested <laughs> drunk driving at in the middle of the night, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Come on, they're yeah, not. He came, he, he came out. Distancing. We. This is stupid. He came out. Said. Well, he came out. Said sorry, and then everyone's forgotten about it. 
It was the Sorry. worst. It was the worst apology I've ever seen. It was a non-apology. I'm going to. I think in the middle of it, he said, "I'm I'm going to try my best to not do this in the near future." Oh, in the near God. future. So what? In a week? In a month? I might actually start following social distancing. Yeah. It's fucking stupid, man. It just brings it back to this, you know, again, this theory of elitism and, you know, they're earning so much money, they're better than everyone else. And why should rules apply to them? Yeah, and I think, I think it, it, it's, it's very much of a, yeah, you know, Premier League is back or going to be back. Um, I don't know if it's going to work or not. All we can do is hope that it will. Um, but it's going to have a bigger effect on the smaller leagues because they've got smaller margins. They've got um, it, it, it's just a different, a different kettle of fish where they're trying to survive rather than make triple or triple figure million profits like the Premier League are. So um, yeah, I, th- I exactly. think it's, those, it's, for those smaller leagues, those teams in those smaller leagues, it's more about survival, whereas the Premier League. They have to be sitting on a shit ton of cash. They won't. The Premier League isn't going to be threatened by holding off for another month or so. But team, a, a League One team, which, as you say, has a smaller margin and really needs that income, they'll be much more affected by this. Yeah, which is really sad if you think about it, because you know we had Berry and uh, was it Bolton as well who was struggling. Um, Oh yeah, Bolton nearly collapsed, but Berry. Um, Berry went under, didn't they? Yeah, Berry went under. I don't know what's happened to them. Well, they've just dissolved. So no, because I'm. I, I was different. thinking, like, you know what happened with Rangers when they dissolved, and then mm. some fan. I think it was. I think it was fans. Somebody restarted Rangers Football Club in Scotland, and then you know they've worked their way up to the, where they're back now in the Scottish Premier League. And you saw a similar thing with AFC Wimbledon, where they used to be Wimbledon and then they got moved up to Milton Keynes and then some fans restarted Wimbledon. So yeah, I think looking looking at the geographical location of Bury, I don't know if you know, um, Not really. they, they're, they're basically, so you've got Manchester and Bury is very much, I think their training ground is adjacent to um, Carrington, which is Man United's training ground. It's literally like a 10-minute drive, if that. So I think looking at their geographical location, people who live in that location will support Man City. Um, and that is a digger Man United fans because none of them live in Man- in Manchester. Yeah, they so, all live in <laughs> yeah so, that, so my point is that they haven't got the fan base, I don't think, to have the same likes of um, Rangers. And, you know, Wimbledon were very big in the Premier League um, before, you know, they collapsed and turned to MK Dons. But that's that's a whole different story. So, um, all I can do is just say, I hope they there is a way for them back because I think, you know, football clubs are a community and they're, a, you know, a source of jobs and source of, source of entertainment. Um, but I wouldn't hold out any hopes, to be honest. No. No, I really wouldn't. <sighs> any other thoughts? Um, well, yeah, transfers, transfers in, um, post COVID-19, 
um, okay. era. I don't know. Um, so PSG have just announced 50 million signing of uh, Mario Cardi. Um, right. So, of course, the French League got cancelled, didn't they? Um, and of course this whole pandemic is going to have a massive effect on financials and player um, values it's very interesting that PSG have just gone out and spent 50 million on a player whose supposedly transfer market was 60 million um, but still it's a bit it's so who did they a bit sign of money isn't it who did they sign him from uh, Inter Inter Milan so I'm just thinking PSG is owned by some Arab oil people, aren't they? Isn't it the Dubai government? Yeah, so without going into too much detail, it, it literally is the Qatari government that funds them. Oh, it's done. Um, okay. It's, it's like Man City where, you know, you it's not the Qatari government, but it is the Qatari government. It's, it's their royal family that, own, that owns PSG. And they're able to yeah. fund it and give them all these ri- and give them this ridiculous transfer budget, and that's why they now dominate the French league. That's why they were able to buy Neymar for well, more... two two hundred million in the same summer as they bought Mbappe for one hundred and fifty million. So a three hundred and fifty million budget in one summer million is... pounds or euros. I don't know what on two people. What in the fuck? And their wages are probably like just under a million a week, if not around. Neymar, about Neymar gets a million a week, I think, doesn't he? There you go, there you go. And Mbappe can't be too far off that, can he? No, he's the best young player in the world. But but what I'm the reason why I I was thinking about who owns who owns Inter and things. So Inter might be may well be struggling for cash. Because Italy's been really badly affected by COVID. Mm. So they stopped playing earlier. And so their revenues will be down even more so. And the... The Italian league are coming back as well, though, aren't they? They are, after proper testing, by the way. Um, But the point is that they they may have been desperate for cash. And so they may may not necessarily have wanted to sell Icardi because he's obviously an incredibly talented player, but I mean, needed to, just, in order to survive, potentially. That's just a thought. Just, just a backstory um, for you. Uh, you. You probably don't know, because you're talking about revenues with Icardi. So, um, I think it was about two years ago, um, he had a massive row with the Inter fans, where um, he was the captain of the club. And I don't know the specifics, but I know vaguely what happened. So, he went and um, just basically started calling the fans idiots and, you know, went proper against them. The fans didn't like him whilst he was the captain of the club. And he went out and proper slated the fans and said, you know, they're, they're horrible people and many things that I probably shouldn't be saying on a uh, YouTube uh, or any podcast or whatever, wherever this is going to be going out on. Fuck you, like. Stop worrying. <sighs> With my professional intro, I I, I don't think I can. <laughs> um, so, um, what I'm trying to say, I think, is, is can you still hear me? I've gone a bit. Yeah, I can still I can right? still hear you. You're all good. Yeah. 
Um, what I'm trying to say is, is that there was a lot of crap going on with him and the fans. So I know Conte wasn't a big fan of his when he came in. That's why he brought in Lukaku to show him that he's the boss and he didn't want him in the club anymore. The fans didn't like him. The manager didn't like him. It's just like, let's get as much money as we can for him. Right. So they're just trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Clearly an issue for them. Okay. Yeah. So I think you, you, you do have a point with, um, you know, saying that they probably tried to get as much money as they could for him. Um, and they have been hit quite hard. But also it's, it, there is another issue there. So what the, the, the reasons why I brought this up is I want to know how money's going to go now because I don't think we're going to be seeing 200 million players for a while now because we all thought, you know, if we're going to see a 500 million player before 2030. Don't think it's going to go that way now. I think it's going to stabilise for a good five years or so. So um, don't forget, we were seeing the, the main reason why player prices were just inflating at a ridiculous rate was because the money that was because of the money that came in to the Premier League because of their TV rights deal. So that TV rights deal is still in place until 2022. And okay. so there's no reason there's no reason to believe for me unless this unless the financial situation like in the world economy gets significantly worse. There's no reason to believe so far why there's no reason to believe why that will not be set to at least increase in two years time. Like there's no, if, if people keep watching the Premier League, there's no reason why that budget won't increase. And then that they'll obviously sign players from foreign countries. And then that cash will go to Germany and to Italy and they'll have inflated budgets. So there's, there's no, I, I don't really buy that it will stabilize in the short term in the next transfer window it probably will stabilise for a bit. But I don't see why it can't jump back in a year's time or two. I think you've got a point. But I also wonder if all of this is going to kick the Premier League um, in the backside and make them realise that they can go um, on and do this on their own. You know, Sky buy their rights for... What was it? Two, two, three billion. They they pay the Premier League, and then they make however many billion profit. I think it's eight billion. So, um, to the Premier League, you know, without selling their rights, if they go independent, they could they could make themselves five, six, seven billion um, without having to go to the Sky, who overcharge people to watch their um, their TV. So. Mm -hmm. For me, they can, you know, with the likes now, you've seen Amazon Prime on Boxing Day. They've um, showed the Premier League. There's going to be different ways and different channels to let people watch it. And I'm not saying Sky are, you know, data technology because they're not. All I'm saying is there is a window of opportunity for the Premier League not to be lazy, to go make their own money, and then they can make it so much better than it is now. Yeah. So what what it sounds like are you saying that they should make all of their media in house similar to how the NFL does where the NFL has their own media and they'll immediately after games they'll take highlights and they'll clip it up and they'll put it onto YouTube straight away so people can view it that way rather than having to wait till 
10 o'clock in the evening on a Saturday for you to get to see the highlights for the first time. Because that's how it works at the moment, and I think that's quite stupid. And that could drive more attention to the Premier League. Yes, so the Premier League has eased up over the last few years. Um, I think when when Barclays were the sponsor, um, it was it was very much like you say, match of the day is the earliest you can really see unless you stream it. Um, but now the Premier League allow clubs to post highlights of their games a couple I, I don't know the specific timings but I don't think it's straight after the game so it's freed up a little bit but it's not essentially a free-for-all to watch whilst it's happening um, not that it should be I think people should pay to watch live sport but um, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think it's the same system as the American system yeah true and they, I, I do think that they should look at other options for generate for you know putting their media out. So Sky and TV, I don't know about I barely watch TV. So yep. the only, the, and the only reason I do is to watch football or rugby or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is they could potentially because Amazon has a shit ton of money now. They're making money during this pandemic. They're not. Mm. They're still their stock prices are going up. They they have so much money right now. There's no yeah. reason why Amazon couldn't pay the Premier League to live stream Premier League games. There's no reason yeah. they couldn't do that. And then yeah, well, it, it it could be a possibility when this um, deal runs out. Is it 22? Yeah, I think it's 22. I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon jumps on it and says, "Well, actually, we'll give you however much if you let us stream." And then a lot of people start getting Amazon Prime. I know a lot of people have it now, but mm. um, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be very different because I remember watching the stream on, on Amazon on Boxing Day and they had live statistics as well and it was all, all on one screen and it was just amazing to see what they had and what they could do mm. if they had all the rights to it because that was just one game that I got to see and um, I think that was the... Um, was it the Chelsea Tottenham game, I think, or something like that. But yeah, yes. anyway, it doesn't matter. But it, it, I just like the fact that um, Lampard beat Mourinho. Oh, for sure, that must have been great. Oh yeah, it it was amazing. It it was it was one of the it was just one of those games where you know going in in a into a big game, Mourinho is the manager of the position. And you think, oh, he's probably gonna he's he's gonna park the bus, get one chance, and they're gonna score it, but. Um, didn't, but I'm going off topic now. Anyway, yeah. So what did you? Back to, but there's other things as well that will factor into when into whether Amazon gets it because what what did basically what did you think of the commentary and all of that? Was that all right? Yeah, I think the only issues would be um, the lag, but I think that would be the internet connection. That's probably your um, connection, mate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think anything to criticise as of yet. Why well, I say as of yet, I watched one of their games. So I think it's definitely a possibility that the Premier League should pursue because it would make it more um, watchable for a wider group of people. And I think that's the point of the Premier League, isn't it? They, they're trying to increase their stream of viewers and that way they can get their money. Exactly. You've got to go where everyone's attention is. So you've got to go to Amazon Prime, which is going to be massive. 
and bear it's in only going to grow yeah yeah it's it's only going to grow like pe- less and less people are going to watch television and more and more people are going to go to these online services like amazon and netflix like there's, there's exactly yeah you, you know there's already so much stuff going about not paying a tv license um and people just have netflix and whatnot so yeah so I, many I, I young, see yeah. That. when i was at uni i didn't pay for a tv license i just watched youtube and netflix and everything i didn't watch iplayer and that's the only reason you pay for a tv license is for iplayer is for the bbc mm. and when you don't yeah. watch the bbc like what's the point in paying well that's the argument isn't it they're saying that it's a law but it's not really a law that they can enforce as such so it, it's one of those and like take yeah away. well but then they need a warrant to get into your house don't they they can't just come into your house exactly and all of that over 130 quid 155 something like that yeah not really worth it no but that's the bbc for you very true we should probably get back to our original point which yes the premier league like restarting and covid and everything i have no like none of us neither of us really know what to expect from certain teams Mm. because they've been out for so long so we're not going to bother making predictions yeah, I think it's just going to be like the German football, though, isn't it? Where you see the bigger teams excel because they've just got more quality and the lower teams where they have less quality and now they're saying they'll have five substitutes available. Well, the lower teams don't have five enough good substitutes. They might have three good substitutes, whereas the bigger teams who've got more squad depth will be using that to to their advantage. So it's it's just one of those things that I think the only thing that I would predict if I was going to predict anything is the top, you know, six, seven, eight teams. I don't know how many the top teams as such now in the Premier League, but um, the more the ones with more quality will probably have bigger wins because the teams with um, less skilled players will be um, at less advantage than the ones at the top. Yeah, because they've got more skill. Depth because all the top teams can just buy up have already just bought up a bunch of talent. And now that they're... Exactly. Has, have they confirmed then the Prem's got five subs? I think it was um, something that was implemented by UEFA. So I think oh, okay. it, it's, it's up to the um, football associations of the countries to implement that. Okay. But assuming they do, then, the yeah, it will just allow for the bigger teams to dominate even more. Because just when they're, you know, they can just bring on a fresh talent at the end of the game who's just as good as the guy who just subbed off. And that's just mental. Yeah, well, in, in, in theory, that's, that's the logic. I don't know if that will be a, an actual fact because, you know, how the Premier League's been going on, you'd argue that it's been more of a, um, a motivational thing for players to play and anyone could win it when Leicester won it because they didn't really have um, the best team. But they're... You know, they had a handful of players, maybe four players that made that year um, so good and they went and won it. So I'm not sure if coming back after this pandemic and how much fitness players would have lost is going to be that way. I think it's going to be more on skill of the players and it's going to show very, very well when you know the likes of Man City are going to go to Watford and going to win like 10-0 or something like that. 
Yeah, exactly, mate. You make a very good point. So we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully, to Watford fans, they could enjoy the 10 goals conceded. <laughs> exactly. You can have fun. I hope they're very good goals. I hope they're very entertaining to watch. Yeah, well, you would like to think that one of them would be at least, but I think any goal at the moment would be it's just a good something. cheer. Just something to watch. Yeah, yeah. Should we end it there? I think we've gone massively off topics, and I think that's a good pod. So, yeah, thanks everyone for. I mean, I would sympathise with you if you've listened up to up until now. Yeah. But thank I'm you. So sorry for what we've just put you through. Thank you if you got to this point, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys.